Hello and welcome to the next episode of the Eight Week Lean podcast. I'm mega, mega happy to have this podcast with you today. Um, I've got an ex-commando, world record holder, author. Um, I've got Mark Llewellyn in today. Mark, you there, mate? I am. I can't see you, but I can hear you. Yeah, I've gone for the uh, just for the audio podcast today, mate. I couldn't get my uh, Zoom working, but yeah, quality, mate. Cheers for coming on today. No worries, mate. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, I can't wait. I've been looking forward to this for the past couple of weeks. To be fair, mate, really looking forward to this. Uh, so, how you, how you been, mate? All good. Yeah, exciting times. I know it's been a very challenging time for a lot of people. Um, you know, it's uh, I I'm basically working on my personal development books at the moment. I've got uh, another five out this year, which is fantastic. And uh, I mean, I do the um, I produce and uh, set up the shows for Mark Billy Billingham off the SAS show. So at the start of the year, uh, of course, all of our <laughs> all of our theatre in- income just got wiped out. So I just like <laughs> okay, let, let's just pivot now. What can I do? And then I was like, let's. Uh, Let's find something else, and then it came in the form of books, and it's been fantastic. Yeah, five this year, mate. So there's a lot in it. It's, it's loads. I've uh, obviously I've, I've been I've been excited since um, I saw obviously saw your post the other week. Um, so Mark's is X two nine. I'm X five nine. We're part of this commando group, and I saw you put the post up with the book, which I went straight on. <clears throat> Um, and then I read, read a lot into your backstory. Your, your mentality is a lot like what I, I speak about, about as well. But I read your backstory and it, it amazed me. Some of the stuff you've done, mate, is, is so I was really, really looking forward to get a chat with you, get you on here, um, and then obviously talk a little bit about mindset. Um, do you mind just telling us a quick, quick bit for the listeners? Listeners can um, get a bit about your backstory. Be mega. Yeah, I just grew up in a um, a small town in southwest Wales called Haverford West. Uh, when I was a baby, I was like nine months old, and my mum decided to take her life. So, but I was uh, I was very fortunate in that my auntie and uncle came in and kind of saved the day, and they brought me up. Um, and they they were fantastic in all fairness. They weren't they weren't like they're a bit old school. They they don't hug much, and like I'm always hugging my little. Ten-year-old uh, Leon, but they were very old school, and it was like, <clears throat> you know, not almost like, almost like, not quite, like, not quite as bad as being in a boarding school. But you know, it was a bit, it was a bit like that. Um, but we we loved each other, and um, yeah. So and then sixteen, I basically I didn't do particularly well in school, just messed around and uh, um, didn't go back for my exam results still don't know what they are to this day and then I thought well I'll just join the army like some of my mates so joined junior leaders regiment royal artillery um failed the basic army fitness test one and a half mile um was voted fattest person in the troop and um and then I started uh, I didn't like that I was so far behind people so I was just like right I'm gonna see if I can start to move up the ranks and then um you know, a sergeant major said, what, what regiment do you want to go into, Llewellyn, at the end of the year? And I said, 2-9 commando. And he looked at me as if I was completely crazy because, you know, out of the intake, there's only about three people that ever get into that out, out of each two uh, um, intake and junior leaders. So 
Um, I just trained and I passed and um, it, it was a, it was a tough road. I wasn't that fit back then. Um, then uh, after that, um, did six years in 2-9, came out, did some bodyguard work in Park Lane in London, started doing ultra distance events, Sahara Desert, um, 135 mile, I think over six days. Then I did a, a 1,600 mile run. Then I broke the 100K treadmill world record and, and in 2014, I sort of came uh, first out 40,000 people on the Strava Distance Challenge. And then um, 2015 came first out of 51,000 people. And uh, now I sort of do, there's loads of other stuff in between, but I'm just trying to condense it. Um, and so now I just do the, I just do the uh, work on my books more than anything. And obviously I do the, when the COVID lockdown is up, I'll be back with uh, Billy Billingham off the SAS TV show to um, get our theatre shows back out there. Mega, mate. Absolute, absolute mega. Um, I've got, obviously, your books. I'm, I'm reading Man the, Man the Fuck Up Now. I love, love that's uh, seeing that in the group. That literally was like rocket fuel for me. The moment I saw that, I was like, I'm having that. That's literally right up my street. But, you know, the way it's, that's, that's like how I speak. Um, I was reading through it now. And as I say, that was when I, I saw that reached out to you and I was like, wow, you know. And the commando, the commando community is absolutely mega in it. We've all got the same, to a degree, the same sort of mentality, the, the do or die attitude to a degree. And if you want to get stuff done, you just got to basically, as your, as your book says, man the fuck up and, and get it done. And I've got a little bit of a question. What was, so obviously with your story within at school, what was your catalyst for change? What was, what was the deciding factor? Like, do you know what? I want to, I want to change what I'm doing now, do this. And make make something better. I I, I think it, it it came out of. I remember, obviously, a fellow Welshman, Anthony Hopkins. I was listening to him doing an interview, and he said his success was born out of shame. I don't know if it was so much shame with me, but I was certainly not doing particularly well, not marked for being anything successful, and I didn't really like that. I I guess I wanted to be someone. Um, I think we all want to be a bit important we don't need to be rock stars or you know anything like that but i'm just saying you know we all want to feel valued and because i was so devalued in the, in the army early army days i was just like i'm not having this so you know you you can take it two ways you can be a, a snowflake and just like crumble and say well this isn't politically correct or you shouldn't be calling me fat and and all of the rest of it but you know what? Tough shit. You know, you can either man the fuck up and get on with it, or you can just cry like a little girl and, um, you know, uh, and then just not be successful. I, that sounds harsh to people, but it's just the reality of it. Um, and, and it says also in the book, you know, if you're having problems mentally, then you've got to, you, you have to man up and ask for help off people. So, you know, you've got to you've got to get rid of the victim sort of mentality. And uh, if if you can get rid of that, if you can get around a lot of great people, it'll change your life. Yeah, and that, that's a, we speak a lot about victim mentality. The moment you lose, you, you get rid of that. You take ownership for yourself. Everything starts to change. You start to look at the reasons. Oh, I'm not doing this, not because of so-and-so. I'm, I'm doing I'm not doing this because 
I'm not doing it. Now, if I want to do it, I'm the only person who can make me do something. You know, I'm either the person who can make me do X, Y, or Z. Um, yeah, it's mega. So, but it looks since you've come out, it, you, you've taken it to to the new to the next level, didn't you? You know, some of your some of your records, uh, as you mentioned, then the hundred kilometer treadmill world record. That's that's a grizz just in a half of doing. 1k for me on a treadmill let alone 100 100k that's 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 immense um and the first place 2014 2015 over a total of what over 90,000 um 90,000 different runners that's that's mega i've read as well that you study a lot of psychology i'm at the moment i'm i'm doing a master's in in behavior change um you know, so that really stood out as well, and about how you deal with things, what you do, taking ownership. Um, with with what you've done with your world records, because I, I like to talk a lot about mindset, mental resilience. What what are your key factors for mental resilience when um, you want to wrap? Uh, sorry, wrap. Give up. Um, it can you you it all it always ultimately comes back to the reasons and why you're doing a particular thing. I mean, for example, my earliest big thing was the commando course, and it was to to get out of that sort of to become a bit more special, I guess. Um, now, really, I mean, the books uh, and and making a living. My main focus is um, in my son Leon. And, uh, you know, I want to provide the best life that I can for him. I want to be the best role model I can, you know, and, and me sort of giving up is just not teaching him anything good. He's a super tough kid. Uh, you know, he's he's so nice. He's polite. He's the county running champion. I'm incredibly proud of him. So um, and but it, but that wouldn't necessarily come as well if. I mean, if I was an angry, nasty, victim-type person that thinks the world owes him something, it's going to affect him, you know, you know what I feed into his mind. So it is basically get back up and uh, carry on. So it, it comes down to your, your reasons, your purpose, and, and to focus on that because there's been times in the book with the book stuff you know, when I've been doing the books, it's like it can be a hard grind sometimes because it's, you're on your own, you know, unless it's, it's a lot. It's pretty easy. It's a lot easier if you're like um, if you're a celebrity or something and you just you just talk and then a ghostwriter comes in, writes it for you. But when you're doing it yourself and you're on your own and there's no one to pressure you and, and you haven't got a big book deal guaranteed, it's a lot more difficult. Um but you've just got to be relentless and focus on your reasons. Yeah, that's that's mega. Um, what you, you know, obviously, once you're doing all the distance, what what do you tell yourself um, as well when you really can't be asked the days where it's raining, it's cold, or you know you've got the emo- you know you've got the emotion going. Oh, you know, take a day off, chill. Chill. What's what's your um not your driving factor at that point? What do you, what do you do to not motivate yourself? Yeah, motivate yourself. What, how do you get yourself up? Get out. Do you just throw yourself in? Throw yourself outside. Do you talk yourself into it, or do you have any routines? What you what you yeah. Well, back then, like you know, when I was when I was doing that, I was like a lot of the time I was running in between, you know, sort of seventeen to twenty three mile a day, and that really was just a habit. So. It's quite funny because your habits do definitely make, 
you have a massive impact on you. Um, and I actually found it easier running 17 to 23 miles a day, six days a week, than I find running three miles a, a day twice a week. Because three yeah. miles a day twice a week or once a week is like, I'm not into it. But when you're doing something every, well, six days a week, you just, that's just who you are. It's just what you become. It's just like drinking a cup of coffee in the morning. It's just like I go down, I'm a coffee or whatever, or I don't always drink coffee in the morning. I just, whatever you, whatever someone's routine is, my routine is I'm doing that, them miles and, and, and that's it. Um, but, you know, having that goal does make it a lot more easier. Um, I, ironically, I didn't have the goal to become first at Strava. It just happened. I wasn't even training for it properly. Um, so I didn't, that's, that's yeah, so I mean, with 100K, I was. With, with a 1,600-mile run, I was focused. I, I was training specifically for that as well. But with the Strava stuff, one of my mates just said, Mark, you should go on the Strava GPS app. It's awesome. And I hadn't heard of it. In fact, I think I'd heard of it a few times. And then I was like, okay, I'll have a look. And then it said the events that you can enter and how far – how fast can you run a 5K? How fast can you run a 10K? And how far can you run in a certain amount of time? And I was like, that's the one for me. How far? And then so I entered it the next day. And, um, yeah, I came first uh, in the first day. And it was quite shocking. But but it, but that really came from – because the first time it was 40,000 people. And I was just like, I wonder if I can get in the top 10% because I'm specifically trained for this. I am training. You know, I'm doing like I'm still doing like seven to fourteen miles a day at that point. And then um yeah, I thought maybe I'll get in the top ten percent, maybe I can come in the first, you know, four hundred or something. And um and then when I was running along for five, six hours, seven hours, I was like, Oh my god, I'm three hundred and fiftieth or something. And and then I thought, well, I'll just keep on going. And then I just kept on going, and I can remember getting to I wonder if I can get in the top 20 now. And then you get to 11th and you're like, I I can't stop. I've got to get in the top 10. (laughs) And then you're like, no, I got to get in the top five now. And there was, uh, there was a, I think it was an Australian uh, triathlon world champion in the top five. There was some other very good ultra distance runners and um, they were pesky. Um, They were, they were keeping me out. And I was just like, I don't care. I'm just going to keep on running. And I remember doing that and it was, it was raining. It was December. It was cold, obviously wet and it was soaked right through. And I was running at this point and it was uh, three and a half. No, uh, sorry. Um, I think it was half three in the morning. And I thought if I, if I do another, um, if I do another hour, then I will be first. Cause I think I was second or third at the time. So I ran round for another hour and then I got there. I thought, yes, this is, could be it. I could be first now. And then I checked the GPS, uh, the Strava, and uh, the GPS didn't pick the signal up. Oh, oh, so I, was still in, I was still not in first place. And I was just like, what am I going to do? And I thought, fuck this. I'm, I'm going again. And uh, I kept on running. There was no guarantee of success because if my GPS didn't work, it's, it, you know, it's tough. So I was just like, do you know what? And I kept on running until half four in the morning then. 
and thankfully the the GPS did work on the second time round. So, was you running outside? Was you when when you was running? Was you uh, yeah. What was the weather like? Where where was was this around? Yeah, no, just running that, around. That the was just in my local town in Haverford West. You know, it was Is around there? this this track, there's hills. There's all of those sorts of stuff, um, and it was yeah, it was raining. Um, it was it was more of a drizzle than a hammering it down. Um, but obviously December's not the, the hottest month. But but um, it wasn't. I've been through much worse conditions. The only the only conditions that I really don't like running in. I mean, the rain and, and the wind and all of that. Is, it's not so much of a bother. But if you've ever been out running and you haven't got a baseball cap on and you've had hard hail hit you, it's it's very it's very <laughs> unpleasant because you can. I remember being out running once and it started hailing really heavy. I didn't like, and I just I, I had to stop. I couldn't I couldn't see in front of me. My head was getting pounded. <laughs> but that's all part of the fun, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it's part of a memory. It's dedication, isn't it? That is utter, utter dedication. And, and right, Mega, you mentioned one point a moment ago, um, saying I run every day since so part of my life. You know, if you do one day a week, it doesn't become part of your life. You know, this is something which we speak about also uh, within within the group quite a lot. Mm. Is that basically, you know, if you are training once a week. You're, 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 you're like, it's like being a yo-yo exercise, isn't it? you know, it's, it's not part of you. So it's a struggle constantly to do it. Whereas if you're training every day, you jump in at the deep end, you get your feet wet head first and you, and you go straight in, you're like, right, I'm going to be doing X amount of days a week. And these are my behaviours now to create this long-term change. You've got it's more chance of long-term success than what you have by sporadically doing one or two days here or there a week. Yeah, I totally agree. It's just uh, once you get into a habit of something, it's just easier. The start of a habit is, I, is difficult. It's just it's difficult for most people, unless you love it. And, I mean, it. it's like most of the things that we are achievements are hard, you know, that's why, that's why they are achievements, you know, because they're not easy and most people won't be able to do them. You know, if, if, if you became sort of, uh, uh, if you earned a lot of money from like eating Ben and Jerry's and stuff, I, I would be probably a billionaire because it's, it's very easy for me to eat uh, Ben and Jerry's chocolate fudge brownie. Um, so that, that doesn't require, any discipline but so it's do you know what i mean to, 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 to do yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but in reality you know it is all jokes aside it, it takes discipline not to eat that all of the time because i can turn into a right fat bastard um yeah I'm not one of these <laughs> yeah. people that just like the weight just sheds off me i have to keep on top of it and i'm i'm actually really grateful for that because if if i didn't put on body fat i'd be like i'd just be eating loads of crap and then of course inside my cholesterol will be high my heart would be really bad so it's almost like a defense system that a lot of humans have it's from vanity you know and i mean i'm you know i know i'm, I'm no i'm no brad pitt of course but at the same time you know i i want to be in the best shape i can uh, you know and uh, feel the best i can yeah, yeah, that's it. And I'm, I'm the same. I've put on about six kilos through lockdown. 
I realised I'm I'm pretty good at cooking jacket potatoes, and uh, you can find really big ones if you look hard enough. Yeah, the potatoes uh, are fine. The carbs are fine as long as you're as long as you're burning them off. You know, that's that's the big thing. That is, uh, you know, a lot of the Olympic athletes I I've interviewed that you know they they're huge on carbs. So it's a bit of a myth. It just depends on what's calories coming in and calories going out. You know, so you can't. To be a high-performance ultra-distance runner, you you can't just live off protein. You know, you just can't do it. You you have to have that energy. So it's it's finding that right balance um, with with the carbs, the fats, and the proteins. Every everyone's yeah, well, different. Everybody, everyone. I think I definitely tipped the um, calories in versus calories out equation over lockdown. Um, I can I can tell you about when I put a few put a few extra kilos on, but. Uh, <laughs> it's, I've done all right. I've done a little bit of weight training with it as well, so it's worked well. But uh, yeah, so that was a. Uh, I've managed to find myself a decent jacket take each each time. Yeah. But um, yeah, that is absolutely mega. Um, I I've also I also read up on you doing sixteen hundred well sixteen hundred and twenty miles across the states with a thirty with a thirty pound bag. That must have been an absolute grizz on your feet. Yeah, no? well that was quite shocking. And I mean yeah. I landed in Denver, the they call it the Mile High City. So I didn't really think about the altitude back then. And I didn't really I mean obviously living in Wales, there's a lot of hills, but but the Rocky Mountains was a different ball game altogether, I found, because I remember going up a hill once and it was just a gradient kind of going up quite gradually. And it was like shit, this is like nine miles into it. I'm still going up it. And then, you know, I can remember this particular gradient was about 15 miles. And obviously it wasn't very steep, but it was it was just relentless going up. And initially I had all my food and everything in my backpack and it was the backpack weighed 45 pounds. And of course, if you've been in the military, this it's not a great deal when you're yomping or tabbing, but... When you're running and you have to run a marathon with that, after like three days, I did notice that my ankles were starting to hurt quite a lot. So I ended up having to ditch all of my food and my gas cooker, my dry rations, um, and and that dumped off like 10, kilo, um, 10 pounds. And then so I just adapted and then carrying the 35 and running that sort of distance and going up and up the hills and all that, it, it wasn't it wasn't so bad. And again, it was like I kind of got used to it. It was it was challenging, um, but I, I loved it. I loved I loved the the experience. It's such an adventure going through to you know Aspen because you see it in Jim Carrey's Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> that, that's why I went to Aspen, and then I was like, right, I want to go to Monument Valley. Uh, Utah, and then I want to go to see Grand Canyon, and then I want to run up the coast of California, uh, San Diego, LA, and um, you know, we uh, went over to Hollywood, Hollywood, and all of that sort of stuff, and um, then uh, finished up on the Golden Gate Bridge. And to be honest, I was incredibly lucky because that last day I, I got an injury, and I could, I was basically reduced to walking, so it was very lucky. That's amazing, mate. Sixteen hundred miles is absolutely mega. You must have hit the wall a fair few times, especially with 
with that with that ankle as well after a few days. You know, to get through that, I think I think it's amazing. Is a when you when you hit the wall, how do you speak to yourself? What do you say? Mm-hmm. Or you know, do you force yourself through? What makes you you know because. Obviously, that's a, a, to start a sixteen hundred mile, well, sixteen hundred and twenty mile run across the states. That's you know, it's got to be a, a few times where it's like, God, what you know, what am I doing? This or you know, naturally, in it. Yeah, I just, I, just I, I can't say that I God. hit a wall as such because I I just knew it was to be relentless and to keep on going. There was a point when um I was in uh Utah and I did. F- fall ill and I mean like flu ill so I'd gone from doing these long runs in a day with this pack and I can remember trying to walk to the shop and I remember the uh, Holiday Inn people they put me up in a Holiday Inn and um, I could barely walk um, a quarter of a mile I really struggled to I did, wasn't even carrying anything I was so I was hit so bad with the flu so then it was a time to I've got to take the next few days off. I can I can barely walk, never mind run. And so you've got to be aware of you've got to listen to your body. It's it's always a fine line, you know. Whereas where do I stop? And a lot of the times, though, if it's just aching, that's just different. You know, you can you can normally push past those aches. If it's something like the the flu or where you can obviously if I, if I could only just walk quarter of a mile, I wasn't going to go out and bang a marathon out with a 35 pound pack um, the next day and the next seven days or a couple of weeks. So it's just, I had to take a step back. I had a rest for a few days and then, um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say I hit a wall as such. I'm, I'm just going to keep on going, you know, and that's, that's all I think. And, and a lot of the times I get a lot, I got, I get setbacks, I get failures um, and, in fact, as you can imagine, being ultra distance, I've had knee injuries, I've had calf injuries, I've had shin injuries, I've had ankle injuries, I've had foot injuries, I've had hamstring injuries, quad in- injuries, um, glute injuries, <laughs> just pretty much everything you can imagine. But like, okay, I'm just going to take some time off now. Maybe, maybe I have to see a physio yeah. and then just go back. But um, mentally... And I don't really ever feel that I've hit a wall because I I think it's the wall is, you know I, I think if it's a mental wall then it's it's what people are telling themselves. There's always further that you can go. There's always another step. Um, you know that's and that's that's what I think. Maybe I won't do it as fast as I I actually wanted to do further. Um, I just after the flu hit me, I just couldn't, and I was like, I can remember being in the national papers, and a lot of the papers were like. You know, this is super fit, Brett, fantastic, did all this, proud of you and all that. I can remember Guardian coming back was like, oh, well, Mark didn't do the original amount of miles he set out to do, you know, and he just, they just, oh, they just oh, me off. I was just a complete loser in their eyes. But in my eyes, I didn't, I was like, yeah, I just thought to myself, well, you know, that's <laughs> 10 times more than I did in the Sahara and I'm proud of it. And, you know, you can make me out to be a, a complete twat. But I don't care because do you know what? I've come from being voted the fattest person in the in the room, and I've come from, you know, uh, uh, failing that one and a half mile army run. So if anyone slags me off because I, I didn't I didn't achieve what I set out to, then I'm like, 
who gives a fuck? Yeah, and to be <laughs> fair, mate, show, and to be fair, it shows more of that guy who ever wrote the article for Guard, the Guardian's mentality than it does for you. And I bet you've ran 1,620,000 miles more than he has in America. Yeah, anyway, exactly. So, uh, there's always, you know, there's always going to be people that are just going to slag you off or whatever. But I don't know. I just I don't really pay much attention to him. Funny enough, I had a comment yesterday on one of my YouTube, uh, one of my YouTube interviews. And the no, it was two days ago. And the guy said, "This interviewer is a complete." And I can't. I won't say the word here, but it's it begins with a C. And it was like, <laughs> I love it. Man. I actually <laughs> love it. You know, he's using the most powerful swear word you can use. He's got an emotion built up about me, and I'm, I am, I am by a slug <laughs> bastard. I'm really nice, really nice, but. I think my advice to people is if someone wants to tear you down, then just go out, prove them wrong, and don't give two fucks about what they think. Yeah, well, to be fair, I read 1,620 miles across smoke, and I was like, fuck that. That's, that's a graft. So it, for somebody to then try and down, downplay it because you wanted to do a little bit more, in my eyes, it's, it's, it's a joke. I think it's mega. And I think you nailed it is when I spoke about hitting the wall is – how you speak to yourself. It's the preparation, the men mental preparation before, you know, as you said, that you can always do yeah. that a little bit more. You can always go back one step more as long as you tell yourself you can do it. And, you know, and as you say, that, that's the reason why you've mentally prepared before, you're mentally preparing while you're doing it. You understand what's going to happen as you're going along at each step. Okay, I understand this is this, this is this, but I can do more. I will do more. Um, I could literally sit and listen to you talking all day, but I think this has been an absolute mega, mega interview and listening to what you've done, you know, the mentality. I love, I love the mentality. Um, One more question for you, mate. Um, What tip, what we could have, we could say three or what tips would you give to people who are wanting to change um, for the better, for the long term, you can have as many as you want. Or I put three down, but it's, I'll, I'll I'll go with how many you want to say. I would say um, first of all, think about going back to the think about the reasons why you want to change. Um, then I would say it's very important to get around the right people, the people that want you to succeed, and and sometimes the people that you, uh, you know think should be your biggest cheerleaders, your biggest critics. You know, it could be your family. Oh, you, you know, he'll, she'll never do that. He'll never do that. And it's like, well, you know, so you've, you've got to, you can still love your family and your friends, but you've got to, you've got to keep them at a distance with your goals and protect your goals and um, get around big thinkers. It makes a huge difference, huge, huge difference to, to get around. Cause I'm actually think I'm, even though I've done what I've done now, I'm like, um, I, I actually, as long as people don't get really nastily injured or they've got the, le- as long as they've got the legs and stuff, I mean, it's, I, I don't think anyone couldn't do what I did. It's just, it's what they are, going back to what you said, you hit the nail on the head. It's what you are telling yourself. What is the story you are telling yourself? Now, you've been in lockdown. Most people listen to this. You've been in lockdown. It's not very pleasant. But what story are you telling yourself? Are you telling yourself a story of, you know, this is terrible. It's been a terrible year for me uh, financially, uh, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it, it, it has been really, really tough for people. I'm not denying that. 
But at the same time, if someone said to me, okay, you know, you're complaining a bit too much here, um, you know, if you believe in God or whatever, right, you're complaining, I'll just move you to Ethiopia. And then, you know, see how you see how you crash on there. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Because most of us, we, we seem to forget we live in a phenomenally rich country. We've got a lot of great opportunities around us. And, and if we decide not to focus on that, it'll it'll mess us up so yeah and never give in yeah, yeah. exactly yeah exactly Keep going. yeah uh, yeah and that's it it's, it is how you speak to yourself you know there's always that silver lining in there there's always a silver lining there's always oh it's it's, it's hard I'm, i can't do this but there's also this i can do you know it's as you've just you've nailed it there about lockdown it's it's either a lot through lockdown, you've either done really well and you've told yourself, oh, I've got more time now for X, I've got more time now for Y, I can do this, I can do that. Or you sit there in your four walls of depression going, oh, everything's really bad. It's really bad. It's like, well, it's sunny outside. You know, we can go out, going to go for a walk yeah. um, and do more. But, mate, I've absolutely loved this interview Thank with you. Thank you, mate. I really enjoyed it myself. Always great to get around... Uh like-minded people and i know what you've you've achieved a lot of things as well you know even just uh just get through the commando course it's um there's no weak people that pass that you know i respect everyone that passes an elite uh course um hats off to everyone yeah yeah it's a it good old uh, good, some of the best times of my life that is um, do you want to give a quick shout out of all your books, mate, and where, where people can find yeah, them? Yeah, you can find them on Amazon.co.uk uh, or Amazon.com. Uh, there's The Underdog, my first book, or second book, Delusions of Grandeur, which is basically the, the one that was talking about, you know, some people trying to slag you off and tear you down. There's another book, Happy. That's a nice, light, fluffy book. Um, and uh, Get Back Up, which is quite appropriate for this year, I guess. Smug Bastard as well, and, uh, <laughs> and Man the Fuck Up is the latest one, and Man the Fuck Up seems to be doing the best. Um, don't I would say to people, don't get put yeah. off by the title, because some people do, but when they start to read the introduction, and you begin to realise that even, it doesn't matter how hard you are, and I'll say this, there's been times when I've been in tears, there's been times when I've been smashed to pieces, life will smash you to pieces, I don't care how hard or how tough you think you are, Life will take you down at some point and you will have to get back up. You will have to man up. You will have to do all of those things. But what I would leave with people is you can do it. You know, no matter where your situation is now, you can change your situation. You can make great things happen in your life and uh, always believe, get around the right people and never give in. That's mega. I think the I think the title's more what sells it, mate. If I'm honest, that, that, that literally jumped straight out the pit, straight off, and was well. Like, the irony of that, right, is yeah. that's my best-selling book out of all of those, but I can't advertise that on Amazon, and I don't think I can even advertise it on Facebook, um, as in r running adverts for it because the title. So they banned me. I'm banned. <laughs> I can remember, like in the eighties, is like 
was it was it the 80s? Frankie goes to Hollywood come out with a song. They're like, oh, he's banned. You know, they they banned this song, and I'm like, so man, the fuck up has been banned by them. And I'm like, well, it's actually selling better than any book, and I I, I actually do think it's my best book. It's it's deeply personal about the the suicides that happened in my family and stuff like that, and some of the stuff I've been through, but also very inspirational with some amazing stories in there. You know. Uh, of other people who have overcome staggering odds and made a fantastic life for themselves. So, yeah, what can I say? I don't, I don't regret putting the F word in the title because, look, that's just who I am. It's just how I roll, and I'm sorry if someone don't like it. You know, there's, 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 no, there's always other options. Go and buy the nice happy book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If, it, if it's not for them, it's not for me. You know, I think, yeah, sold it to me, Thanks. mate, 100%. Um, that's been absolute mega, mate. Is there any any other points? Do you want to no, add that's in? that's it. I would just say, you know, as I've said before, you, no matter what you've been through, you can overcome them. Um, just stay strong. Uh, even if it's not any of my books, I would strongly recommend people read personal development books. We talked about, um, I'll promote someone else now, we talked about uh Books on mindset. There's a fantastic book by an American guy called Shad Helmstetter, and he wrote a book uh, that is called uh, "What You Say When You Talk to Yourself." It's a fantastic book. It's almost as good as "Man the Fuck Up." I'll have a look. What you yeah, say when a, you talk to yourself? It's a fantastic book. It really is. It's uh, it's it's a very powerful book. But um, even, you know, even if people don't want to read my books or get around these books, whether it's Brian Tracy, Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar's another great person, Jack Canfield. There's a lot of uh, and these people have completely changed my life. I remember being in 2-9 Commando and some of my mates, they, they were just, you know, is with a banter. They were taking the piss. Oh, you're making all these people rich because you're buying their books. And they, they were already OK anyway. But those people completely changed my life and took me to another level. Um, so uh, it's the old computer saying, type in garbage, get garbage out on the screen. You know, you put in crap into your mind. You know, I don't really watch EastEnders and Coronation Street. I haven't got, I haven't got time for that. And I want to be feeding my mind with happy, with more positive things that will move me and my son forward and help other people. Yeah, and that's it. You you invest in yourself when you're younger. It pays dividends. Now it's paid paying dividends now, isn't it? It's uh, you know, you, 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 it all goes round in a circle. You've nailed all the stuff since oh. you've left. You've become a, a banging selling author yourself. So I think it's all, all yeah, absolutely. And, and just because you're failing at the start, it doesn't mean you're going to keep on failing. Look at Jeff Bezos. He was being interviewed at the start constantly for losing money. Amazon losing money. Amazon losing money for a long, long, long time. They don't really, they don't really, uh, they don't really grill him anymore. He had a long-term vision. He was like, "This is where I'm going. I don't care what any of you say. Bang, I'm going there." And you know, he'll be worth more than twice, twice as much as Bill Gates in the next five years, I should imagine. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Perfect, mate. That was that was awesome. And um, what I'll do, obviously, in the comments in this, I'll put all the links down to your books for people who are interested um and then we'll and then i'll put the links down so people can go straight to amazon grab grab any of the books um, and all the titles as well 
But that was an absolute pleasure, Mark. I was re really happy. About thank, you, thank, thank you, thank you very on. much, Rob. Really appreciate it. If some of you are, quite, some of you listeners as well are quite skint at the moment, and you can, you know, you you you're struggling to afford a book, then a paperback, then you can go to marklewellen.com and uh, you can download a couple of free eBooks. So it's on me. A couple of free books for you. Winner. Oh, there we go. Winner. Marklewellen.com. Bosh. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Cheers thanks so that, much, Rob. It's been an honor and a pleasure. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye, mate. Have a nice day. Cheers, mate.